0: Like that, David McKinney.
1: episode 46 oh man i feel like i've heard that song so many times i know every single note i know right and i saw i don't know if you follow national barks on social media mm-hmm, I do. they've got some new videos coming out they may have special guest in one of their videos so Are you making a cameo right <laughs> we'll see we'll see
0: it has been a, the shittiest of weeks, David. Yeah,
1: it hasn't been that bad. <sighs> it just Friday from on. three to five sucked. <laughs> other than that, other than that, it's been it's been fine.
0: Usually, I I celebrate Ohio State losing, but I feel the pain.
1: Not when it costs you money.
0: It didn't cost me any money. It cost you no. money?
1: No. But, I feel like a lot of people and in the like in your bracket, I think you picked Ohio State, right? I did yes, but the thing is that like an upset like that, almost nobody probably picked oral Roberts to beat Ohio State, so you don't what have to worry about Oral it.
0: Roberts, like they're always creeping in the tournament sometimes making some noise some, oh, I know way too much like, about
1: oral Roberts now like I, a,
0: usually like a sixteen
1: seed, so yeah, I did some hate research on them. <laughs> Who was Oral Roberts, David? <laughs> they so it's a it's a school in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they play. Do they so play they, Tulsa? I don't think they played Tulsa this year, but they played like Oklahoma. They played Missouri. They played uh, Oklahoma State, I think. And they so my thing is leading up to this game, this was the exact type of team that I feel like Ohio State was going to lose to—a team that just jacks up a bunch of threes. And has like a, a you know a small little point guard that can go off, and they kept they literally kept running the same play on almost every single possession, and, and Ohio State, and, and State and ended they up losing. Don't fix it, right? And the weird thing was, so they were the highest scoring team in the country. They scored like 84, 85 points a game, and the worst defense in the country. And it wasn't that high of a scoring of a game. It's just that Ohio State's offense looked like crap, and they they I don't know they. Anyway, that's enough about basketball. Although your team, the screaming Eagles
0: They, they were close. Second Robert, half, yeah. They yeah. they cut it close and it looked like but the problem with the mid majors, I feel like any any basketball team that's set up like Moorhead State University, when the star has to take a break or sits out, it it's falls depth, apart. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that's what happened with MSU. But you know, for a second, I thought, man, this is how much I, it's probably unhealthy, the amount of premeditated shit talk I have for you. Like, I was like, oh, they're going to make this, and then I'm, I'm going to send David MSU shirt. It's going to be.
1: I would have wore it. I have a James Madison shirt from when I went to uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia. For, uh, but I mean, <laughs> and like today, Loyola. Is that how you say that? Loy Loy You know, Le-le-le-le- sister Jean or whatever nun. 175 years old. Brings down the wrath of God on Illinois. <laughs> I know, and that's a that's even worse. So I my biggest fear was Ohio State was gonna go. And they've they've they they've played like other Ohio, like the smaller schools from Ohio, like they played Xavier in the tournament so they before
0: the, they play the Bobcats and they
1: almost kicked the crap out of them. And I, my biggest fear was they were going to play like, OU, mm-hmm. Ohio university, the Bobcats short for Robert cats. Um, my, <laughs> and that was my a, biggest an old joke.
0: If you, if you follow David on Twitter, yeah,
1: it's an old joke from today. Well, th- <laughs> yes, the other today. day, Whatever. Uh, but the, so that was my biggest fear. And that's what happened to Illinois. I mean, Chicago, loyal Loy- Loy- I can Loyola, see, Loyola Chicago Loyola Loyola is that's the you know you get those teams that that get I mean Loyola is a good team in general but they get up to play like Illinois because it's hey same state you know they're the big dog in the state we right rights and such yeah um but the did you see the so EJ Liddell for Ohio State I think it was 72 to 70 he had a 1 and 1 to go up it would have been going up by four with like i think it was like 20 seconds left and missed the fir- the front end of a 1 and 1 and got death threats on sent instagram you yeah,
0: yeah i sent you the, the thing from SportsCenter. center that's messed up
1: what's wrong with people
0: that's kentucky basketball level i didn't i expect that maybe ohio state football but not ohio state basketball
1: but what like it, somebody, it lost sh- yeah. what yeah. somebody lost a ton of money
0: that's what happened somebody lost a ton of money Got drunk. I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell this kid I'm going to kill him. I ain't got rent money. The wife's pregnant.
1: I, I bet on
0: Moorhead State, too, and they lost. It's just awful.
1: I bet on Ohio, Virginia to beat Ohio. But, yeah, that's the stupid thing is that, you know, you're not – I mean, your name is not there, but you're – like people think they're hiding behind Keyboard Warrior and stuff. And the athletic director of, of Ohio State, Gene Smith, Little visit. It reminds me of uh, what was the guy, the the old UFC fighter that always threatened uh, President Obama, and he got visited by the Secret Service. He's mm-hmm. from Minnesota. It, it wasn't Cody McKenzie, was it? No, it was somebody <laughs> he, like that. Yeah, uh, he would do the same. A little he skinny would. fella. He said something <laughs> like, to, "He said something to Joe Rogan about yeah." The president. And got visited by the Secret Service. If you remember, tweet us that, and we'll send you a Beers and Beard sticker. Oh. If because we, we got some is that the the uh intro level? That's your or the beer intra? beer can open. Wow, I thought you were cracking something. No. Okay. <laughs> cracking so up in your Mountain Dew bottle.
0: we if you've tuned in to Bourbon Notes, you'll realize we've upgraded a little bit. Like I got a new mic here. Yeah. I got the road pod mic.
1: I got Peck implants.
0: Which goes perfectly with the road. Uh, the Roadcaster Pro. Speedcaster. Yeah, the Speedcaster. So it's got all these weird noises already built into it. I guess that's oh, cricket's so if melted. you tell it, Yeah. I didn't know that until I started hitting these buttons. Yeah. Oh. Just didn't
1: know. Can you can change them though, right?
0: Yeah, I can program them. I've only programmed to like our intro song
1: and the clapping. That's it. All right. Well, we're we need that clapping a lot. Someone's gotta get hyped up. But
0: so March Madness rolls on games are, you know, we're going to the, uh, what's next? sweet 16 that's next weekend.
1: Yeah. It starts on Saturday though. Like what am I supposed to do Thursday and Friday now?
0: Let me ask you this. Lots of hubbub going on right now between the difference in treatment and how I'm afraid my wife was a division one college basketball player. Yeah. And a women's program. And
1: she can still dunk.
0: And she has feelings about this. And I don't really have any feelings about this, but it's interesting. It is interesting to see the difference in treatment between the players on the women's uh, March Madness NCAA tournament, how they're getting treated as opposed to the men. Have you paid any attention to this? Like what set it off was the weight room.
1: Yeah. And I, (laughs) so I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble because I am, a, I'm a firm believer in equality and, and all those things. Like, so for the, the biggest thing I, this kind of, for me goes back. I mean, obviously title nine is a huge thing, but mm-hmm. the, the women's so- U S soccer team, you, you know, they had a big thing. Was that two years ago, yeah. 2019 where they were suing and they were going to sit out the world cup um, based on pay. And they said, Hey, the men's U.S. soccer team sucks. They didn't even make the World Cup. And they're still getting paid more than what we're getting paid. We just want to, you know, we we are, uh, you know, the biggest female athletes probably in the world, you know, outside of like a Serena Williams or someone like that. You know, you know the names of, of the, the women's soccer teams. And that, you know, that's a huge thing. Like even when women are generating more money for, you know, U.S. soccer, they still can't get equal treatment. And so a lot of people are saying, you know, the the men's tournament generates so much more money for the, the NCAA. And that the women's
0: tournament actually loses money every right.
1: year. Right. Which is true. And that but I mean but the
0: NCAA is nonprofit, right? So what's it what's it matter? <laughs> <supposedly>. <laughs> Allegedly.
1: But they so that's the, the biggest argument, you know, again playing devil's advocate, and I'm not saying that it's right, but p- dollars and cents is the fact that the whole NCAA's budget is is the is ma- is paid for by the NCAA tournament, the men's tournament, yeah. and it makes them about a I think it's a billion dollars a year. I mean that's a, that's a number that I think I've heard recently. Yeah. I don't know exactly, but it makes them a ch- crap ton of money. And the women's tournament does not. So the but so people argue, hey, you know that means the men get get better treatment. They make more money, right? If you work for a company and you generate more money for the company, you're going to get better salary, things like that. But then on the other end of the spectrum, women's soccer for team USA, women can still be, you know, outperform the men be way better than the men. I mean, the, the U S men's soccer team is a, is a laughingstock right now for how much investment has been putting in, put into soccer in the U S over the past 20 years. Um, the for the men's team to not even make the world cup. It's a joke. And the the men still get treated better than the women. So I don't know what women have to do to get their due level of respect. Like, I don't know. Maybe we should ask Abby what that's, you don't
0: have enough time
1: when Abby was in the final four. <laughs> yeah. What, what did she get? What was the swag? Nah, you know, <laughs> when they
0: played in the OVC tournament and I went and watched, I don't, I don't think they got anything for free. Of course, they didn't make the NCAA tournament, but still, I don't know. It's just, I found it interesting not to debate what's just how different it is. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. But then again, who's lifting weights during a Like, was that part of your regimen when you're playing two games of like 72 hours? Yeah, like I don't know. I feel like the conditioning part of it. I don't know. It wasn't
1: even that. It was the the food, the swag, the everything. Yeah,
0: man. Listen, I saw the women cracked open some great Salisbury steak and mashed potatoes.
1: <laughs> hey, that was what I ate from age four to age twenty nine <laughs> every day. I so I don't know what they're complaining about. No, that it, it it does suck, and it's it it is. You know, I I think everything right now, and I, I think the time is right for. You know just uh, I think we're in the the, the, the midst of, of multiple different revolutions and and I I think not not civil war type revolution but you know revolution from you know people being treated equally and, and things like this getting pointed out and saying yeah that yeah. it should be equal
0: oh it's hard to it's hard to slight one group and show preferential treatment to the other in, in the age of social media and all that it's just kind of crazy yeah because you'll get caught out. Anyway, let's keep it political because we're known for our politics. We talked last week, Kentucky passed, was it Senate bill 15? 15. Yeah. Yeah. So craft beer, microbreweries get to self-distribute. Has the
1: governor signed it yet? Yes, I believe so. He did sign it. Okay.
0: Uh, They come back, I think sometime in the middle of next week. So just so they can override the governor's so vetoes. because we have a Democrat governor and an all Republican legislature. So,
1: <laughs> so just it's been, so, I mean,
0: you, you can imagine how smoothly it goes here. But one of the things that I saw was that this came about in Massachusetts as well. Now, are you hip to this? Yes, I did see this actually, and I was going to bring this up to you. So Massachusetts did the same thing. Um, You know, they wanted the right to cut ties with big distribution and self-distribute on their own. But turns out there's two cases currently, I guess, going through the court system that's trying to halt this. Um, Because I guess originally, like, it, you know, Tiny House Brewing was was with whatever distribution, the Beers and Beards distribution group. They had 30 days to cut ties, right? Like you had to give a a month's notice. Uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, 30-day notice. And so this bill gets passed, and in like two weeks, they're like, nah. Um, you know, the law is supposed to kind of be pretty much self-explanatory. They, you know, these micro breweries that want to get their product out can do it on their own, distribute on their own. Um, but like when we, we were at, Dreaming Creek, we talked to them and one of their issues uh, or, or when we were talking about the issue, they said, oh, this was kind of flip flop back in the day because the district, the distribution companies were fighting like big beer. Right. You know, they wanted to, they didn't want the monopoly up Anheuser-Busch or Coors or whoever to come in and control all their own distribution. They wanted to have a say in it. So they were the little guy then. Fast forward 20 years later, and the true little guy is trying to rise up, and it's, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. this, so it is yeah. This like
1: a David yeah, and Goliath story. The Massachusetts one, is it does seem to be a, a little bit different than Kentucky because it sounds like they can just up and leave their distributor that they signed with on like you said on a 30-day notice if they make under 225,000 barrels a year which i think again the only one in massachusetts that probably makes more than that is sam adams boston beer co and they don't even really brew that much beer in um in actually in boston they have breweries all over the country but so the the kentucky one is different and we asked this question what you know where does the distributor play into into the into the picture right and so charlie uh hamilton said hey we still need distributors we still need them to right take a our a we
0: relationship yeah need to.
1: but we don't need them to take our beer across the street or down the block you know we don't need them to come take our beer take it all the way to hebron two hours away and then bring it straight back the next day uh across the street another two hours that's and i'm sure they silly. don't want
0: to do that either Right. Yeah. The distributor. Yeah. Hold on to it more than they have to.
1: Right. The distributor is probably saying, Hey, that one account that's going to, you know, buy a keg of your beer a week. It's easier for you, for us just to not have to deal with that, not deal with the paperwork, all that fun stuff. So the, so the Kentucky one is different. It's a more, it seems like it's more of a hybrid model. And that's the thing is, is, um, you can go listen to, I did an episode with, uh, um, Uh, Mike uh, Michael Amon from um, Adina distributing, which is a small distributor here in Cincinnati. And they are big with, we're signing really small breweries, but we are not signing them into these long contracts where it's basically a marriage that you can't get out of. They sign, I think like 90 day contracts with breweries and say, Hey, if we don't every 90 days, if you don't like what we're doing, tear that up and and you never have to hear from us again, because we're going to, you know, we're going to go, on our, you know, on our reputation and show you that, that we deserve to continue to, to get your business because it, and, and that is different than what a lot of distributors are, are doing because a lot of them are, are, again, like you said, paid by the, the big guy. They don't care about, you know, most, most distributors in the U S either carry Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch or Miller. Um, they can't carry both of them because those two don't play well together. Or they carry like some of the really really big craft brewery brands, and and the little guy they don't care about. They're like, hey, we this is more of a hassle for us than it is to a, a money maker. Um, they're not going and, and selling, you know. Hey, we got this Dreaming Creek, you know, brewery. You know, unless probably the people that are getting Dreaming Creek really like the accounts, they're going to the distributor and asking for the beer versus. Versus the other way around. The sales rep is not going in and saying. Yeah. Hey. hey have you heard I of think? Dreaming
0: Creek? They've got a great. You know. Kentucky Common. Which they, they do. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. It is. It you want to buy. Two cases of that. Or your standard 90 cases of Bud Light for the week.
1: <laughs> it's the same price. No. But yeah. they. I, I do think that. I, I really like the Kentucky model. Because it is a hybrid model. It is. Saying. Hey. There is a place for. For a distributor. For that middleman to, to basically be like an aggregator of, you know, hey, take my beer far away because I don't want to deal with that. But then also it's silly that I have to take, you know, go through a distributor to get my beer across the street to go across the street or, you know, across state lines is a, is a little different. But even, you know, most of most breweries, like 95 plus percent of craft breweries, unless they're on a border, don't really get big enough to distribute across state lines. Right. Um, and, and if they do, then they usually will sign with the distributor that can take their beer across state lines. And they're happy with that um, because they don't want to deal with it. But yeah, I agree. I think it should be, I mean, I, I don't know what you actually, what your opinion is, but I think it should be a hybrid model. Like yeah. I think that Kentucky has
0: to be that symbiotic relationship. Like yeah. they both need each other, but they don't need each other all the time. Yeah. Like, if if I'm a distributor, I can probably do without any craft. You know what I mean? Like, that's not driving my sales.
1: Yeah, and there are distributors that that don't have any craft accounts. Or if they do, they carry Anheuser-Busch and all of their faux craft lines, like Goose Island and uh, Breckenridge and uh, uh, Devil's Backbone and all these ones that pretend to be craft beer that really aren't. Elysian. but yeah, they—that's part of the reason why Anheuser Bush started buying up the the craft brands was because they their distributors said, "Hey, we want craft beer to to you know to give to our accounts that are asking for it, and you guys don't have craft beer." And then Budweiser is like, "Yeah, well, now we do. We're just going to buy that's everybody." So well, bro. <laughs> we in the game. So, but yeah, they which yeah, anyway, <sighs> beer know, is bipartisan. Like Everyone loves beer. Make people happy. I'm sure they can figure something out. And out in Massachusetts, yeah, it's it. Can be,
0: it looks like it's going to be a mess up there. So yeah, now that I no longer care about March Madness, you got to look forward to the next big, biggest, the most prestigious horse race in the history of mankind and that's the Kentucky Derby first Saturday in May every year except last year and during like World War II.
1: The first Saturday in September. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: You want to celebrate Labor Day? We're gonna run some horses.
1: I think last year they had a horse where they were the one that won the because it was the they weren't in this in the order, in the same order last year, wasn't the the Belmont Stakes first? And they Uh, I remember there was a horse and they were like this guy this horse is like he's going to tear it up. He's going to win everything, the whole thing. And he was like 12th in the second race. So like, ah, shoot him. What? <laughs> Glue factory. Pito, <laughs> so, um, we love you. Uh, that was, that was a joke. We need the, the, that was a joke. Sound effect.
0: <laughs> Hold on. <There> <laughs> Off the mark,
1: bro. Um,
0: we know Brown Foreman sponsors the Kentucky Derby, and that's who makes Woodford Reserve. They have started coming out with their bottles. Evan Williams come, came out with the Derby Celebration bottle. You're going to see the Kentucky breweries, or, I'm sorry, distilleries, come out with some Kentucky or some Kentucky Derby swag bottles. Now, some of them are priced a little more. Some are just the, the same. But are these more for collectors? Because I feel like if I bought you know you can buy Woodford Reserve year round what if i bought a special bottle i would just want to put it up you
1: know just. yeah well i don't know so the the bourbon is the same right the bourbon's the
0: same yeah nothing changed in yeah. the bourbon just, just the marketing the and the branding different. some people do like those empty bottles though <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean like you were market and maybe it's for people that are coming in from out of town don't want to take something home from them, but I don't. I don't want to collect full bottles of bourbon.
1: That's just are those only in Kentucky that I they're sold? It. I don't think so. They're sold everywhere. I would think so. I think the uh, so the Derby is big on like the Derby glasses too, right? Mm-hmm. People keep and collect those. Um, I actually got a. I think it's like a. It looks like a candy jar. And you've been to the Derby, from, right? Yeah, a couple times. It's a shit show. <laughs> and the infield <laughs> that yeah that's uh i wonder
0: i don't know what you know we're a month away basically this is the last week of march um we'll see i, don't know I will say they are going to let people in at,
1: yeah i will say I, that is something everybody should experience once and
0: dude growing up here and living in arm shot of keeneland which I've been to I've, I've been to Churchill but I've never been to a horse race there. It I, I don't get it. I don't like horse racing. Uh yeah. too stupid to understand how you bet horses. Like I don't know how to bet the wheel, bet the, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. We, <clears throat> I like Keeneland better than than Churchill Downs. And I don't know any of the races or anything like that but the tailgating is a blast. And I that's, think yeah,
0: that's yeah. I I really enjoyed
1: that. We actually have had prior to COVID, we you know, we used to go to, to Keeneland, they have it in April you know, April and October, um, and we would go down, you know, once a year, maybe sometimes twice a year. But then we decided, hey, let's do the same party tailgate in our backyard, put the races on TV, and we got our own bathroom. You, you don't have to go to the porta, you know, portalette, port a potty. And so we had our own Keeneland party at our house. You can dress up fancy. Yeah. Drink some bourbon. Get wasted.
0: Did you make any mint juleps?
1: No. That's not a Keeneland thing, right?
0: I mean, that's a Kentucky Derby thing.
1: We did make uh, the, for the fall one, we made like a fall. I forget what, I think it was cider and bourbon. Something. That's good. But yeah, it wasn't like a, a official Mint julep. I feel like mint julep is better for like the spring. It's more refreshing.
0: I've had one and it tasted so bad. I maybe <laughs> need to revisit it, but the, it tastes bad.
1: I had when I went to Keeneland, I think it's called a Keeneland breeze. And I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was bourbon or not, but it was good. It was like blackberry. It's like a, a, a fruity drink, which any pretty much any fruity drink is going to taste good. But I think it was with, uh, with bourbon.
0: Did you see? I put it in our notes. We've talked several times about celebrities getting involved in the spirits game. Oh yeah, Anthony McConaughey. We talked about George Clooney making a bazillion dollars, and now Jamie Foxx is in the game from a Washington distillery uh, making brown sugar bourbon. Yeah, which is they call it a flavored whiskey. So I didn't. I don't yeah. really. I've never seen it being sold but I don't, I don't
1: think flavored, don't Yeah. Flavored <laughs> bourbon known for what's described as sweet tasting notes of brown sugar and cinnamon. And I think I, so they have that. And then they also have BSB one Oh three, a higher proof marquee with less sweetness and more of a bourbon flavor. So maybe that's their traditional bourbon. Yeah. But I'm, I'm wondering, I think that the next the, kind of the next frontier for bourbon is going to be those flavored whiskeys of like, you see like the Jim beam fire, like the fireball is, is a huge thing. You're seeing like the Tennessee honey stuff, which that's, I think uh, Jack Daniels, but the, yep. we saw how much that has taken over the vodka world of all the botanicals vodka. and everything. Yeah. I think that, People don't even buy regular vodka anymore. It's just all unless it's Tito's. Same
0: with Crown Royal. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. see Crown Royal Peach and apple. all these weird, yeah, Apple and uh, which is th- Crown Royal is a blended Canadian.
1: What Crown Royal Turkey? <laughs> Crown Turkey. Royal for Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I I think initially there will be a boom for for that brand.
1: Yeah. People, I mean, you,
0: did you yeah. Have, did you join the Facebook group I invited you to?
1: No, I still haven't got an invite. I
0: invited you like three times. Anyway, let
1: me see if I can find it. This
0: ties it. into the next thing we wanted to talk about. But um, I see these people. Like I saw a guy buy two bottles of EH uh, e. Taylor. He had like two bottles. Like, And he said, weekend haul. <laughs> I buy one, usually one bottle of bourbon a week. Right. And I. Like last week, I bought two just because there were two I hadn't tried. But these guys that just hoard and collect. I have seen some of these collections on this page. And I'm like, what in the world? I saw a guy, though, get a deal on some uh, old Rent Van
1: Winkle 10-year-old for 70 bucks. I was like, good for you. Hey, yeah. Jump on that if you can find it. Is it half gone? I don't know. <laughs> Is it a full bottle or empty bottle? It was it was an empty. So let, let's get into that. <laughs> Is it a picture of the bottle? David sends me this post
0: on Reddit, guys out hunting bourbon. Now, I sent him a meme. I I sent him a picture from a bar that said zero days
1: um, since someone asked asked if we had Blanton's.
0: Which, I like Blanton's. David, behind him, you'll see my bottle of Blanton's. Yeah. I I, drank a lot of Blanton's already this year. But if I was going to say, like, it's not you know i bought it for like 55 bucks yeah um but it's like chasing that wild unicorn people want it cuz they can't find it and if you find it retail it's not very expensive you know compared to some things it's it's i mean more it's it's,
1: it's on the higher end i would yeah.
0: say of a but like blanton's back in the day would be a daily drinker for some people yeah, but you know, it's also
1: single – so all of the blends is single barrel. So it's about probably going right for a, for a good single barrel.
0: And right. so if you've never seen how Blanton's is made, it's kind of crazy. They roll the barrels of Blanton's into the Blanton production line. And there's maybe 10 or 12 people there who they fill the bottle, they hand put the wrapping on it, cork it, put it in the bag, put it in the, in a box. And while you're there, you see blends you've never seen before. There's a red bottle. I mean there's a, and those are for like the higher proof that you can't technically aren't bourbons here that they sell in Japan and overseas uh-huh. and they you know. So it's odd. And in Blantons is this case of every Van Winkle brand Blanton's he, it, basically all the best of the um, Buffalo trades line is in this yeah. behind this glass. And it you, you know, you know, the space that I'm in, it's not much. It, it's smaller than the space that I'm in. Like it's people sitting on a stool, 16 hours a day, putting it on the bottle, corking it, putting the bag off you go. And there's boxes of the lids in there. Like, <laughs> you know, that's a, grab a handful. I don't, not during the tour, but you know. So, the, so, 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 I, so, so David sent me his post on Reddit. David tells, us, tell us the, so, what,
1: what I found funny as I'm reading the whole post. I'm like, is this what he's talking about? Cause it's kind of crazy. <laughs> so I, I want to hear what you tell me, what you think sounds funny, but. I'm not going to read it verbatim, but the guy says, Hey, I'm on a work trip and I go to a steakhouse and I order some blantons, and because I'd never seen it before. And you know, I'm like, Hey, that, that was good. It goes, you know, goes great with my steak. So, Hey, I want another pour. So then the waiter comes back and says, Oh, you finished off the bottle. And then the guy says, Oh, well, can I have the bottle then? And the yeah. waiter was like, uh, I guess so. There's no rules against that. So he takes home the empty bottle of blanton's and uh post a picture of it with i think he also got some angel or angel's envy and, yeah. and something else uh, maybe I've, like I've yet to pull the
0: trigger on angel's envy just because of the mixed and I, maybe i shouldn't pay attention to it but mixed reviews but i wonder how much was in the bottle when he started like hey you <laughs> drank a
1: that's gonna be uh 1400 for your bourbon it sounded like it was only two pours oh well then um then. Like they might have, they must have been at the end of it anyway. So I saw the picture of it, and I'm like, "Oh, he got this. Well, got, he already drank the whole bottle. Wow, that's it's impressive." In his collection, yeah, it's an empty bottle, of Blantons. <laughs> so I will say, I have I have some good bottles of like, I I would only keep like the high high end, like I will keep. I don't know that I would keep a Blantons bottle, but like the Pappy, I mean that's a potentially once in a lifetime. Yeah, you got to keep that. Yeah, type of bottle. Um, th- that's going in my well to my kids when I have them. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> put this in your infinity bottle. I'll tell you how much, how little I think of bourbon bottles. My wife and I did our podcast last week. I'm sitting here and I, the only empty one I had was the bottle of limestone branch that you brought down.
1: And I used it as a spitter. Which that was a small bottle too, right? Like a, yeah, it was a, like three, a pint? I think it's 375 ml. So it says half half a normal bottle. Half of this. I guess that's a pint. I don't know. I can't do the,
0: the conversion. All right. So. Well, now I'm thirsty, so I think I'm going to go first this week.
1: You have a losing bourbon. A I do have a losing
0: We took a poll last weekend on what you want me to try. Old granddad won. It did not win in my heart. <laughs> Um, so this week I've got uh, Old Forester Statesman. Yeah. Now, I've tried Old Forester 86. I've got the this, 1920 behind me. I know. This is 95 proof. So this is right up my alley. Uh, this retails for, I want to say, 40 something. That's what I gave for it. Not too sure. I bought two bottles there, 80 bucks last week. Don't tell Abby. <laughs> I've already, I already think it, yeah. Off. That's a good one. Yeah. Bourbon this week, as always, brought to you by Beard Octane. Head over to beardoctane.com. Grow your beard. Be a real man. I don't know that a beard real man. No, you're not. Stop with that. You're not trying. You shaved it. Um, save 10% off any of the products there by using code Beards, Beards, 10, free shipping. Any orders over $75. Also named one of the fastest growing men's grooming companies. Really? In the country. Yeah. I didn't see that. Maybe in the world. I saw it on YouTube. I was trying to find a commercial to, so we could just play the commercial. But. Oh. Old Forster. This is sacrilege because I'm using Old Forster in my Knob Creek Cup.
1: Uh oh. You got to get. Oh Different. man, that
0: smells so good!
1: What's the proof on that? Ninety-five.
0: So this is a really light nose. Not that starchy. Man, I've tried so many new, like new. When I say new bourbons, like four years and less. You know, they're technically bourbons. This is not. This is doesn't have that starch smell from all the corn. This definitely is light on the Oak. Is there something sweet in here, dude? And I'm not, you know, I'm not <laughs> big on saying that. Yeah. But dude, this is one of the best noses ever. And I, I don't know. The, I should have looked at I don't know what the story behind the Statesman is. I think this is probably for like state politicians. Maybe this is what they gave out to buy votes. I'm not sure.
1: It says inspired by the dynamic characters in the film Kingsman, the golden circle old Forrester Statesman offers bold flavor blended to a smooth 95 proof from hand selected casks of our far famed Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey from the warmest places in the warehouse. And it says because true characters only revealed after a little heat, the Statesman product offers an exceptional balance of heat and spice. Ooh, but a
0: 95 proof. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, from our tasting of new riff and just how palate blasting that was to, to say this has heat based off the nose. You wouldn't say that you'd be like, oh, this would be smooth. So here we go. Old Forster Statesman. That is really good. It does have that cinnamon spice, the Kentucky Hug. You know, the finish is real soft, but in the palate, it's not overwhelming. This would be a dangerous bourbon. I feel like you could drink this pretty fast. Yeah. Which I don't know
1: how people drink bourbon. I drink it fast. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> on business. I love the tasting notes on the bourbon on the website. So.
0: This right, might anybody. be my
1: this might be my favorite tasting notes of it, all time. Does it have bourbon notes in it? No, it doesn't. But it, that, we
0: will sue them.
1: That's the only thing that can make it better. So the aroma is devil's food, clove, like devil's and, food cake. Yeah, I guess clove and oak spice with an undercurrent of raw vanilla. I get
0: that. Like it, I, I can't say that it's vanilla, but I can definitely tell you it's a softer, sweeter
1: smell. Yeah, the taste. And this is where it really kicks up a notch is buttery leather is quickly dominated by a bold flash of pepper, cinnamon bark, and sharp citrus. Did you get the buttery leather? I
0: got a little leather. I wouldn't (laughs) say there was butter. I've never had a buttery leather. So, I I mean, next week I'll butter my belt up and take a bite and see how it, but I get that makes sense. This is actually one that actually makes sense. What's it say about the finish?
1: And then the finish is intense spice and eucalyptus, which fade into orange cream and caramel. No,
0: it does. uh, It does have a mentholish, like you know that after breath, like like, yeah, like it does linger there. Like you don't need
1: to use mouthwash with that after that.
0: This is mouthwash and floss. Yeah, I could do pound
1: some that, of that.
0: That's four bottles. Four
1: bottles out that's of five. Four out of
0: five right there, bro. That may be one of my favorite bourbons. I'm telling you, man. Next time you're here, just I want to hit you with the nose of a bunch. Cause some see what's great. One like. Some you'll know like the way I've described them, you'll you'll know what they are based on the starch and the, the like the overwhelming yeah. corn. But man. What's this retail for? I think it's about 60 bucks. What? I guess it doesn't make sense. It's been 80 and I, I know old granddad's not very expensive. Man, I don't know. Uh, yeah, about $55. So I went on. So I've got a friend in New Hampshire, right, that I met on my last trip. We drank a lot of Blantons together. He's the one that added me into that bourbon group. That I've been trying to add you into. Okay. So he's nice. ordering bourbon off of like caskers and these different online outlets. David, there I I've made bourbon a staple in my life. Right? Yeah. There's no way in hell I'm paying this. Like I looked, I was wanting uh some larceny barrel proof. Right. Which we have a prohibition pour that we're gonna try. Yeah. The they had like two bottles on caskers, and it was like a hundred. Maybe it's like right at ninety nine dollars, and it retails for like seventy, right? Yes, I think it's sixty or seventy. So I'm like, ah, that's not too bad. So I, I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna get some Wellers. <laughs> Couldn't touch it. Couldn't touch it for under a hundred dollars. Wow. And I'm like, God. So I don't know if anybody has any good online outlets that are reasonably priced. Like I'm cool with paying 10 to $15 more for a good bourbon to have that. Also, it was like you, somebody 21 or over has to sign for this. I'm like, who's going to be home to like deliver on a Saturday. I guess I don't know what to tell you.
1: (laughs) Or deliver to your work. No, not my work. (laughs) (laughs) Abby's work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even worse. Just
0: take send, So uh, it to yeah, I do want
1: to say uh I wanna give a uh for people that wanna win some good bourbon in the Cincinnati area is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society has a reverse bourbon raffle team Courage two point They have a goal to get 75, seventy five seventy thousand dollars. You get one ticket for thirty, two for fifty, et cetera. And listen to these bottles they got, Gary. All right. Did you see me this? An- yes. Angel's Envy, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Mm-hmm. They got Blanton's. They got a Buffalo Trace 1.75 liter, the big boy, mm-hmm. which is the one I have. They got Eagle Rare, E.H. Taylor, Ezra Brooks, which I haven't really seen that around very much. Uh, Henry McKenna, 10-year. Okay. High West Rendezvous Rye Whiskey. Michter's small batch.
0: I can't okay. tell. Are you a rye fan?
1: I do like rye. I like weeded bourbons and rye whiskey. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. You don't like okay. hot. Listen, this old granddad high rye will burn it. Anyway, go ahead. What else they got?
1: So a couple more, couple more. So they've got uh, the old Old Forster 150 anniversary batch, uh, which. I don't, I don't think you can find any more. Stag mm-hmm. Junior, which that's the current that's, that's one popping that people everywhere. are fist fighting over. Uh, Weller Antique 107, which I have, is fantastic. Weller Special Reserve, which is like a $25 bottle, but is fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Whistle Pig 10 year rye, which is, I think the 10 year is like $149 or something. Whistle Pig is expansive. Yeah. Um, and then Will at 8 year. Straight Rye Whiskey. Rye Whiskey. And then they were going to add, when they get to a certain amount, they're going to add a Woodford Double Oak to the raffle when they hit 7500 So I'm going to put the link on our link tree. You can find it on our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. Go check them out. It's awesome. It supports a great cause, and you can win some. I guess a reverse raffle is I think they got 15 or 16 bottles, and if you are 16th pick, you get the – 16th number picked you get the first pick of uh, of the of the whatever you want is that how is that how it works I have no idea uh, anyway you can win bourbon that's all I know um, I and my company um, actually matched my donation as well so they have that option that you can look up your company it'll tell you if they match that's another cool way to support uh, LLS um in the Cincinnati area everyone loves bourbon i like donating the stuff if i can win something and even and if you i don't win i i'm like hey i donated it's not going to you know somebody's to line somebody's pockets um but yeah check that out it's on our social media the drawing is this upcoming weekend so make sure you get to it fast um this weekend
0: Um, We've talked a bunch about bourbon as fundraisers and raising revenue. Does anybody do car washes anymore? Is that still a thing? (laughs) We will wash your um, car with bourbon. Listen, I remember my high school football team having like car washes all summer trying to raise money for, you know, whatever. And it's (laughs) like, why did, of course, bourbon was cheap then. But like, if I'm a, if I'm a booster in 2021,
1: get back
0: Raff off the some bourbon. Yeah, off some Bourbon, bro. Well,
1: I think a lot of it is the the COVID factor, right? So it's, you know, you can't really bourbon do in kills person. COVID. That's kind of proven. Yeah. You can't really do in person events and and all that and bourbon does kill COVID. Um but yeah, so let's drink, Gary, some beer. Well, you're not going to drink any beer. But I'm going to drink some more beer. bourbon, bro. Brought to you by the Original Craft Beer Club. Uh if you like bottled beer, um if you like beer that Is delicious and you want to get some sent to you twelve or twenty four bottles. Check out our link in the show notes. That's also in our link tree, um, which apparently most people use for like OnlyFans because you can't link to OnlyFans on Instagram. Which again, I think we're talking about OnlyFans for like the third straight week. So we got. I didn't bring it up. (laughs) We gotta we gotta uh, not talk about that anymore. Is that last again, or was it not? No, it wasn't as bad. Do you have a towel sitting on there? No,
0: this mic only is supposed to pick up like what's there. Uh,
1: but the so original craft beer club brought to you by this week. So this week is by Urban Artifact, which is one of my favorite breweries. If you like sour beers in Cincinnati area, this is a small can. As you, my hand's not giant, it's a small can. Um, it's an eight ounce can, and that they've got a picture of on the front of it. Is actually the church where Urban Artifact is located, where their tap room is located in North Sidon. a Church. Yes, it's in the like the basement of a church, and then the sanctuary they use for like weddings and and stuff like that. And
0: oh wait, so they don't? It's food. not an active church.
1: No, but that would be cool, wouldn't it? Like we just
0: had a ping pong table in the basement <laughs> of our church.
1: What? And what's in the basement? <laughs> ah, man, it's a brewery. <laughs> we brewing Jesus juice down here, baby. Well, your monks and uh. And and uh, yeah, you had some, right? You had some of the monk beer, yeah, monk beer. (laughs) Um, But that so, Urban Artifacts today, and and we're going to talk about their newest release that they just came out with. But they have been messing around with, you know, they do beer that is the beer is actually brewed with fruit, and then fruit is fermented out, and then you get like a drier fruit flavor. You know they invented the Midwest fruit tart flavor, so that way because the problem it's is it's not the get, same
0: as wine, right? Because those are what makes that dry. That's those are well, tannins, right? Yeah, or are they so, in the beer too?
1: No. So this one, this beer actually is similar, very similar to a wine, and in the fact that a it's it's brewed with Pinot Gris grapes. Pinot
0: Grigio.
1: Yes, uh, and they have kind of adopted some of those winemaking techniques in their beer to make basically a, a beer that drinks a lot like a wine. Yeah. So this is 12% alcohol. It's eight. eight, eight an
0: eight ounce cans,
1: eight ounce can, but also it's like, Hey, I feel like I'm drinking some wine and I'm not a big wine drinker to be Same. honest with you. Um, if I do, I drink all mm-hmm. like, I like white wine. Um, but this one you can see is like the color. It's not like a white wine color. It's more of like a, it looks um, like beer and copper, bourbon. copper. Yeah. Like a bourbon color. Um, yeah. But smells like, it smells like, like grapey, like a wine, but not overpowering. And it's, you can immediately tell smelling it, that it's not going to be sweet. It's going to be more on that dry, uh, the dry end of things. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a sip.
0: Like you talking about that makes my, it makes me feel some sort of way. It takes me back to the first time I drank wine. Yeah. I thought it should taste like Kool Aid, and it didn't.
1: <laughs> so, this it one hundred percent reminds me of of a wine. But if wine tasted like that, I would drink a lot more wine. Let's just say that
0: it is a beer. So, what's the crossover? Like when you're drinking that, what what? How do you know it's a? It has what malt. Over? So you Mal. get the malty flavor.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's it is. So they actually made this. Um, with uh so I'll, I'll read the back of it. Um yeah, so they brute fruit tarts are refreshingly effervescent grape beers, a co-ferment of beer wort and grape must. So beer wort is um basically like your um like your your um your uh malt, malted barley. Um and then with extended skin contact time during fermentation. I don't know what that means. Low intervention, intervention unfiltered, skin time. And, and unfined. <laughs> yeah, it does say skin time. Did Extended skin contact time during fermentation. Okay. So that says on here, <laughs> this is equal to 1.5 glasses of wine. I don't know if you can see the little thing. See, so it has 1.5 glasses on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For those yeah. that are probably already drunk. Like, Oh that, yeah. The picture's <laughs> on it. Very nice. Um, but it is interesting. It, it does like, it crosses that. Like if you blended a, um, a beer with a wine and they actually had a sommelier help them with this. Um, Nick, Nick Pater. Um, but it, it is really cool. And it does, like I said, this is, would be something that would get me to drink more wine if it tasted like this. It's sweet, but not drinks like with alcohol. Delicious, super delicious. So that's Gary. the newest beer released by Urban Artifact. I sent you this one as well.
0: Yeah, this got this so peaked called- my interest. The name peaked my interest because I don't well, I don't yeah. know the correlation with the name and.
1: Yeah, so, so it's called some-
0: Astronaut Food.
1: right? Man. This is about- yeah, Astronaut.
0: Oh. Astronaut Food. What was
1: that? Yeah, the beer is called Astronaut Food. And they released it last year as kind of a top secret project. They didn't really know. They didn't want people to know what, what it was. And um, they started canning it this year. Um, but basically, it's the name astronaut food comes from when we first started sending astronauts into space, they were like, Hey, we don't know how to get, we don't know if they're going to be able to eat in space. Right. And they figured out, yeah, they can eat, but how are we going to be able to get all their food up there? So they started freeze drying it, take the water out of it and make it super concentrated. And you can fit a lot more in a small uh, area, Mm -hmm. small space. So the same concept. That's how where like freeze-dried fruit comes from. So this first beer that Urban Artifact brewed is Astronaut Food. It is a freeze-dried fruit tart ale, blackberry and raspberry. So they've got a thousand pounds of freeze-dried blackberries and raspberries Damn used bro. in each one thousand gallon batch. Uh, that's a lot of fruit. That's starts a lot off, of berries. Starts off as 11,000 pounds of uh, fresh fruit. It, fruit is flash frozen, then the pressure is lowered and the ice is removed via sublimation. With the bramble ripened flavor preserved, this astronaut food is ready to be brewed. Without water, the freeze dried fruit allows the brewers to achieve traditionally impossible flavor intensity in a natural way.
0: So, this sounds like this, some scientific, like
1: obviously there's a precedent
0: on how to get it done, but. Like, as a brewer thinking about this undertaking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know what would be good? We're going to (laughs) take about 11,000 pounds of berries. And we're going to freeze-dry that. We're going to flash it. We're going to mix it in, and it's going to be delicious. Also, it's going to be, the ABV is going to be high shit. 15%. 15%. (laughs) It'll get you drunk.
1: Yes, in a short amount of time. And the, the price on this, Gary, is for a four pack eight ounce cans, thirty mm-hmm. bucks. But that's also if you're thinking, hey, a good that's equal to, so this is one point five glasses of this is the same size, right? Right. Of wine. Um so you're it's thinking pre sum pouches. So six glasses of wine. I don't know how many what's in a bottle, four or five glasses of wine. So you're getting a good basically a good bottle of wine. Depends on the size for the of the same glass. price. But it's beer versus wine, so it's automatically better. Okay, I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find. I got some places. I don't want to buy a four pack of it because get a four pack, and then I'll drink it with you. All right, because when we have
0: our one year anniversary, we're getting. I feel like we gotta get drunk. Like do a three hour live stream. (laughs) We're gonna invite. We We can. We're gonna call people. And get like
1: uh, two bears, one cave. Hey, FaceTime him. FaceTime. We're not going
0: to FaceTime people, which I agree. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because today I was taking my daughter to swim practice and getting stuff in and out of the car, and I accidentally FaceTime a guy. And so I pulled my phone out, and there's his face. I'm like, oh, shit. So I, the awkwardness in me, I just hung up on him. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> so then I was like, wait, he might have needed some. I, I did. I thought he Facetime me, so I Facetime him back. He doesn't answer. He's like, Yo, what do you need? I was like, I. And then I'm like panicking for no good reason. I'm like, Hey, did you? How did? Did I call you? Did you call me? He's like, You Facetime me. I was like, All right. Well, I about you. He's like, Oh, okay, that's fine. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Of all the people, just some random. I mean, he's not random. Corey Stratton, I love you.
1: Yeah, I'm so like you and I talk multiple times per week, right? But it's like planned. And Mm -hmm. earlier this week, you called me, and I was like, I asked you like first. You did ask me, and which was fine. But I'm like, this is like I'm very rare. Like, there's a couple people that I talk to on the phone: my mom, my sister, not even my wife. I mean, we mostly text. I mean, now we're same. My wife doesn't answer my calls,
0: so yeah, that's the issue there.
1: She has you like a an uh, alert. Do not yeah, answer, like, oh, Gary. Man. Do not answer as the as your name. Yeah, <laughs> Gary Tinder is your last name. Have you heard? I saw on on Twitter this week. Some girl said, "Man, there's a lot of people, a lot of guys in my phone with the last name Tinder." Like they must put like you know they meet someone on Tinder like Joe I Tinder. I have never Bob Tinder. Her. Well, yeah, I mean it was way before your time. Or well, after I, your time.
0: But Still, even out of curiosity.
1: Like, I've seen. You were lucky. Been, you lock, yeah, you locked down a Division One basketball player early, even before she got famous. Before she got. Listen, my wife. Even before was, she got I, that. My wife. She still is. Was but
0: when you think about 20 years ago, she was a smoke show, bro. Way out of my
1: would, And she would kick the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe she's the one you need to play one-on-one basketball with.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I remember, do you remember the, uh, this is the last story, then we got a, uh, did you ever watch the, the ESPN version of The Amazing Race? No. So the ESPN did a, like The Amazing Race, but you go across the country, you get no money and you have to make it from New York to either San Francisco or San Diego. I think it's called Beg, Borrow and Deal. And one of these thing it athletes was, or were these just some no, random people? No, they're random people. people you need to do Why challenges ESPN or, have it because it was all it was all sports themed challenges that you had to do like going across the country like one of them was you had to go and uh, take a picture with a, a picture of a net from a final four right so you have to find a school that well, went to the like final
0: four sports fans they would have to know yes this yeah
1: right or you can look you can like look it up like you can go get like go like to an internet cafe and get internet time. Like, but people have to pay for it for you. Like you don't get any money at all. You have to go bum. Hey man, you give me about 15 minutes on the internet.
0: Yeah. And Do then we have a plethora, which I love that word of internet of, cafes. And, right. Like you would think the closest thing would be
1: someplace to offer free Wi Fi. I don't know. But one of the things was, and I still remember this cause I thought it was hilarious was, Beat a WNBA player in a game of one on one. That was one of the challenges. And the player so, like, you can was take Lisa these Leslie. you can take these challenges and you can either, like, you know, you can be, you know, get them or you can fail. Right. And it was hilarious that, like, people thought, like, regular dudes that are sports fans, like, oh, that's an easy one. Right. <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah. And the, some of the, the other funny ones were, um, Man, I don't know why I remember. I need to like binge this. It's got to be on like ESPN it's got to be plus. somewhere. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say it's got to be out there somewhere.
1: Um, but I want to I want to binge this and, and find it because it was hilarious. It came out like probably like two thousand three, two thousand four. One of the other ones was get a tattoo of your favorite sports uh, favorite sports thing. I'd be into that favorite you- sports team and the people. The one guy he was like, I'm not really. A huge sports fan. I just came on the show to like you know try to win the money. Yeah, and he got the tattoo on the ball of his foot, like oh on on his heel, like his heel because that it was hurt. Like, that's like. I guess it was like they said that's the place that would least hurt, but also the really? the video of him getting the tattoo, having to sit like doggy style on like the t- yeah <laughs> on that the chair or whatever. All
0: right, I know you don't have any tattoos, but would that? In a challenge or something, would you be, that'd be something you'd be game for?
1: To get a tattoo? Yeah. Yeah. Only oh, if especially if you're like your
0: favorite, favorite, of like your favorite sports team.
1: Yeah. I would like get
0: that. You could get a, you know, a Cleveland Browns helmet or a, the OSU second place trophy and <laughs> anything they do. So that would be awesome. Yeah. I'm sure they've got some runner up banners that, that would look great down your tricep.
1: That would look good. Yeah. And I can just do tricep dips and just that's right. All day. That's the only thing I do. I'm the person that that goes, you know, a lot of people do biceps. I go mm-hmm. to the gym, tricep dips and leave. Yeah. All I'm right. We're to that fun. part of the show as we get ready to head off
0: before we I'm give you our songs.
1: Office. I know. We need a sponsor for the songs. Get amazonmusic.com.
0: There you go. Perfect. There you go. Sign up for Amazon Music. If you've got an Alexa, I don't even know what they're called. They're not called Alexas, right? They're called Amazon Home. Echo. Yeah, Echoes, whatever. The most frustrating thing is be like, Alexa, play Bare Naked Ladies. Sorry, you need an Amazon subscription to play Bare Naked Ladies. We can hook you up for just a month. It's free. Get Amazon music forward slash beers and beards. We got you. We got 30 you. days actually.
1: Yeah. So I, if you do it in that's February, a month, David, it's more than a month.
0: Yeah. And so we're February 1st. Visit, yeah. You go to March 2nd, but it's, we're yeah. almost into April, David. So that really, we don't <laughs> want them to wait until next February. Oh. You're a horrible marketer. All right. So, if you recall, if you listen to this podcast, you know that David sometimes when we gave our songs, we'll put his phone up to the microphone.
1: Those days, yeah, it over. was very professional. So Now you make me want to pick Bare Naked Ladies because I was listening to that earlier.
0: No. So the reason I said Bare Naked Ladies was I saw some type of knockoff cameo, you know what cameo is, like where you can get people like celebrity. Yeah. I saw something It was more music-related, where they would sing you a song. It was from Barrenak Ladies, one of the artists that you could do. But whatever. On my playlist this week from Spotify, they automatically recommend things. And I remember hearing this song, and I remember the story behind it. Like, not the story behind it, but if you remember, there was an ESPN clip of Eminem just giving Dana White hell, right?
1: No, I don't remember that. I need to look it up.
0: Yeah, so Eminem's giving Dana White hell on SportsCenter. Turns out it's all for the video to this song, which I think Conor McGregor used as his walkout song in his last fight. I'm not so sure. Okay, but uh, my song this week, and I don't think we have any Eminem on the on the playlist. No, maybe the best rapper. At least. So this is uh, Eminem higher. Yeah, I don't know this and song. I think it, I've been around for a while now. I feel like it'd be a good walkout song, but it has know, been around for a while. Cool. But you know, people usually don't do good that walk out to Eminem.
1: I like this. allergies are bad. I'm up in the
0: Yeah, you know the lyrical genius that is Eminem. I won't put
1: I love Eminem as workout music when I'm yeah, because it distracts me. And I'm just like, I, I'm doing like a 70 rep set. Out of nowhere. <laughs> on your tricep like dips. 350. Because I'm like, man, what did he just say? Yeah. I like that. I, I honestly haven't. I was listening to uh, the Marshall Mathers LP the other day. Yeah. There's some throwbacks on that. Stan. The way I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Eminem. So that was... The, I, I heard it. I I heard snippets of it, but
1: whatever. I like. I'm gonna have to listen to that full song. I'm I'm just glad he retired when he was thirty. Yeah, Eminem's <laughs> older than me. Still putting out
0: fire tracks. He is, it like is. this is from his album. What album is this on? Uh, is that new? yeah, it's off his latest album, but it's like there's like 50 songs on it or something. It's like crazy. Wow. Yeah. So that's an Eminem
1: higher is my pick. David yours. Mine is a Grammy award winning band from this year. Let's not talk about the Grammys. The, uh, yeah, the, and the people that, I mean, I think good people actually won. I think there's a lot of pop music and I've had this discussion with my, my wife and I talk a lot about music (laughs) Mm -hmm. all the time. and, And that was part of the Genesis of, of, you know, starting to do a, a song every week, but the it's I Ellen think there's Loop a lot my of, Grammy? like she won all, all of them. She won like best contemporary gospel best, uh, you know, whatever. She won a bunch. She won album of the year. Um, this the was, I album? think uh, Folklore and Evermore. Boom, I got it. You so can find uh, she had two albums or yeah.
0: that's the extended name. Now there's no. two
1: albums. One came out in like June and one came out in November. Okay. And she's re releasing one of her old albums, or she just did like in February. But she, there's a, never
0: mind. There's a whole controversy about who owns her music and shit like that, right? That's what,
1: yeah. So she re released it to say like, this is Taylor's version of this. This is my version of this. T Swift in the house. Yeah. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm
0: just not a Taylor Swift fan.
1: Couple she I, got a couple yeah. she got a
0: couple bangers, but for the most part I ain't I ain't bumping all those. Ones. I've
1: it's not turn on. I think she's super talented. And you know, I we have some Taylor Swift on our playlist, go back a few weeks. Uh-huh. we've Taylor also Swift got and Billy Billie Eilish. Who's blonde now? Yeah. Um and I'm a huge like I love her music and that's pop music i was listening to harry styles earlier and i'm like i like i think this dude is super talented i think we are in a renaissance of pop music that is actually going to stay around for a while you think think that it's
0: it's all generational right like yeah you know i just i still love the style of music that i loved 25 years ago Yeah. yeah you know i grew up Rebelling and listening to gangster rap in seventh grade. <laughs> I traded. Yeah. I can't even remember what I traded for a Dr. Dre CD. And I remember in seventh grade,
1: some beard clippings
0: in Mrs. Evans class. There was, I, I got this CD. I opened it up and it had a marijuana leaf on it. Oh. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> you know, so. Well, anyway, then, I say, you know, it's all, yeah. it's all, th- it will be this generation's music. You know, I, I agree with you. I think it'll stick around some of these for Charlie. I think and- it's
1: better than the last 15 plus years of pop music. I think it's different. I think that people are doing unique things. I think that the people that are popular now are not, it's not cookie as cookie cutter. I mean, pop music by definition is cookie cutter. Yeah, but it's people are created one hit
0: wonders and all that
1: think about like in the 80s like Michael Jackson was popular because he was doing you know crazy out of the box things and anyway all this to say I think they won I think it was best rock album they won but the band is the Strokes probably the great the best rock band out there right now and the song is Bad Decisions and this is an 80s vibe too right
0: yeah, it gives me a little... So when I listened to this song earlier... Like, the Strokes are just a good band. You know? Yes. So, yeah. Go right now. Get on Spotify. Follow the Beers and Beards podcast. We got some new likes on the playlist. Okay. So... Go do that. Go share this wherever it is that you congregate, whether it be Instagram, or Facebook, or Twitter, or LinkedIn, or WhatsApp, whatever. Tell your goal this week. Tell somebody about the Beers and Beards podcast. And I don't care what you tell them. We're dumbasses. We're handsome. Maybe the best podcast you ever heard. What it could be any of that. Yes all of those things mm-hmm. i want uh, i want to see some some people come in here talk to us we're going to do bourbon notes this week i think i have a guest lined up i'll talk to you about that later um, but yeah we're going to drink more beer and more bourbon as we slowly approach our one year anniversary the paper anniversary yes. right yes by paper it's going to be money we're going to make money in 2021.
1: We're selling the podcast too. <laughs> we
0: we've, we've signed an exclusive deal <laughs> with Pod Humper, the new platform.
1: <laughs>
0: whatever. I'm like Bumper. when I was, when I'm looking through analytics, I see all these different
1: um Pod Triple X. Yeah, like oh, so many different like a, I'm like I never signed up for us to be
0: on there. Podcast? You know, I never signed us up to be on a bunch of these platforms, but whatever.
1: Pod Potato. I, and I don't get the I don't get the, the 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 hook of the like Stitcher is you know different than because you don't host your podcast there it's a, no. it's a feed that yeah but
0: Abby loves Stitcher she is that's what she uses is Stitcher not me well, not so much
1: that, she must be the the one person from Stitcher that's listening
0: look how much I've drank of this <laughs> this is this is how it goes some nights some nights we just you haven't even opened that. I know listen we love you all we appreciate what you do for us by listening by sharing by telling people hope your week's great David until bourbon notes this week I bid you adieu this was episode 46 and we're out Joey's episode what? I don't get that